0: And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the fab foe
1: everybody thanks for joining us for another helping friendly podcast quick hit this is for the bill graham civic auditorium first night from last night july 18th 2016 we're here with uh, matt who you know from the twitters perhaps as md funk with ph and he was at last night's show and uh he's kind enough to join us again
2: and talk about it matt how's it going Good man. Uh thanks for uh for inviting me on again. Uh, uh nice to uh, chat about the shows. Yeah, so
1: San Francisco, Bay Area, a couple nights off for the band and
2: uh you're ready to go, right? How, how was the scene at the uh auditorium there? Um it was really great. So I uh I was looking forward to this. I would never been to um the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium uh before. I'm a I'm a little bit of a venue nerd, so I've um kind of, you know, read up on this place a lot over the years, obviously, you know, heard and seen a lot of footage from dead shows there in the eighties and stuff like that. So, uh, I was really looking forward to, uh, to getting, um, into this room. Um, and for those that have not been there, it's a really, really cool place. Uh, the building's about a hundred years old. Um, so it's just got this really old feeling to it. Um, it's extremely small. Um, it's definitely the smallest room I've ever seen fish in. I mean, the, the, other places where I've seen them in, you know, a, a place with this kind of range of capacity are like Portsmouth, um, Virginia, and, and and then at Mexico, but those were big outdoor places where you can get kind of far from the stage. This, um, I, I think, I tweeted last night that like uh, this felt like a, some, a combination of like Hampton Coliseum and the 9:30 Club. In I DC. saw that yeah it's it's i i just kept the whole time i was standing on the floor i, I said just kept thinking i feel like i'm in, in a big version of the 930 club right now uh it's really really neat um just old kind of wood paneling everywhere that, that makes you feel like you step back in time and one of the coolest things i don't know if, if people are aware of this um the house lights in there are um they're not just regular lights they're just like par cans um mm-hmm. that have colored gels over them so um and they're they're kind of it, like moving from the front of the back to the room it's kind of in like a rainbow pattern um so first off it looks really neat because you're not just standing under regular light between sets you're, everybody's kind of lit in different colors and, and things like that um but you also like when the room kind of smokes up and you, you know the lights come on a separate guy for the show it just looks like a huge rainbow in the middle of the room um so that was that was wow. pretty cool as for the the show itself, I. Uh, I did something that I, I don't normally do. I was uh, flying solo to the show and I just um, kind of wandered around the whole time, which was really neat. Um, obviously, when you're, you're by yourself, it's really easy to get into a lot of places um, pretty quickly. So I was right. everywhere from um, next to the tapers to, th- you know, three people off the rail for a while, uh, went upstairs to a couple different spots and really got to, to take taking the, the vibe of the room. Um, and of course, you know, a, a West coast fish crowd is, uh, is always a, a friendly place to be. Everybody was, uh, very, uh, very inviting. So it was, it was a good time. Oh.
1: So, uh, let's talk about this music at first glance. It, as the set list rolled in, I thought they were going to do some kind of space theme and, <laughs> and,
3: <laughs>
1: and, but they really came out of the gates pretty hard, didn't they?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, Martian monster was, um, was awesome. I, I I think that's a good opener. Uh, they've, they've done that a handful of times, and I think it always gets the crowd going. Um, I've, I've said on the show before, I, uh, my daughter's name is Haley, so anytime they, they play Haley uh, and, I'm, and I'm there, it's awesome. Um, it, although I've do, i I've kind of gotten over the the bliss of that, and I'm back to the point where I, I spend the last 30 seconds of the song trying to mentally will them to keep it going instead of uh, (laughs) dropping off into into something else but that's okay um sugar jack i think maybe trey practiced it for a couple minutes it wasn't perfect but it was a little bit better
3: i would Um, say it was a
2: lot better over the last version we saw definitely over the last one i I agree with that one because that was a, a, a bit of a disaster um but uh, I, <laughs> maybe he was doing that to appease Mike. Um, but it was a little bit, a little bit tighter than, than usual. Um, Daniel saw the stone uh, is. Uh, I I love the bluegrass. I know you love oh, the yeah. bluegrass too. Um, and that's uh, one of the I think one of the better bluegrass tunes that they do. I like when they they play Daniel. You
3: know, it's got um, such
2: a strong
1: acapella kind of content to it. With Mike singing his bass line a little on there and. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I love that song so much, and that's the second one this year, which is uh, pretty pretty uh, heavy rotation for this song.
2: Yeah, and I, I think there was a, a there was a pretty big gap before that wasn't the the few year gap um, after yeah, the last one. Uh, yeah, there was, and I, I don't yep. know what it was. Yeah, so <laughs> um, you know, uh, the uh, the other I think big thing to note in the first set was the Yamar, which um went off the rails and kind of got into uh, a, a rotation jam. Um, which I, I think are starting to be a little bit controversial. Um, people are thinking that maybe, uh, they're using that as a crutch, um, which I was thinking, but last night, I mean, maybe it was just the, the fun of being in the room. It almost feels like it's come for full circle and it's kind of interesting again. And I, I kind of want them to do it every night now, because I feel like if they keep doing it, um, they'll get better at playing those other instruments and they'll find sort of new niches um, to to, to do.
1: I obviously, you know, I was just listening to it this morning and I couldn't exactly, you can, you can still tell when different person is playing the guitar or whatever. Um, but you know, there was, I thought some interesting stuff happening this time more so than some of the others. And maybe that's just like any jam where they really go out there, um, some jams are going to be more interesting too than others, but I thought this one was one of those and it got, it got there.
2: Yeah. And, and you know what the, the, you know, back to my previous point about them kind of sticking with it. If you think about some of the themes that they've had on other tours, um, you know, I mean, of course it was, it's great, but you could easily look back at 97 and be like, Oh, they're just doing the funk thing again. They're doing the start stop thing that they do every night. Um, but if they keep working at it by the end of the tour, things can get, it pretty cool i mean they, they did that before with some of the plinko jams that they did where they right. slipped back into this space and they get really really good at, at doing it the only thing is that i i i think it would be a good idea for uh, for page to spend like 10 minutes in soundcheck trying to figure out how to work mike's ba- bass rig because he's every time he, <laughs> he grabs the bass he, he seems like he just stares at the floor and goes i don't know how to make this thing work and he's like trying to do stuff and i i couldn't see if mike's baked bass tech came out again last night i know he's come out a couple of times to like hit a switch and, and turn something on for him but um maybe if he if he figures out some uh some of the effects there he'll, he'll start to get a little bit better that's a, that's a good good advice there for page <laughs> maybe he's just looking for the button to launch the drill <laughs> yes yeah exactly exactly maybe and maybe that's the next evolution maybe uh Maybe Trey takes over the marimba. Fish steps down from drums and starts playing only only the drill.
1: <laughs> that's good. So yeah. let's talk. Um, you know, I I, I really want to get a small plug in there for that roger. I thought that was a nice roger without going to uh, the super quietest,
2: delicatest extremes. I thought it was really nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's another one. I, I could hear them play that every night, and I'd always love it.
1: Yeah. Let's talk
2: about set two. So set two yeah um, the the golden age opener uh, was was really good um, one of those like got home and, and saw that it was only 13 minutes and was kind of surprised it, it felt a little bit deeper than that um, and you know they somebody made a comment last night I, I apologize for not knowing who this was but it was a um, good comment on Twitter about like the fourth quarter thing seems to be like creeping earlier and earlier into the set where it's almost like a like a middle 50% of the second set is getting a little weird and then they kind of bring it back around yeah. uh, at the end um, surprising to see two bluegrass tunes in, in one show uh, I'll take my it. sweet one it was good I, I will say that it was not the best timing. Um, it would have been cool to see them take twist a little bit further, but that's fine. Uh, no, no comment on the line. Well, um, I, I, I have one. I made this on my um, on the Twitter earlier, but I
1: think the fact that it did not intercede in some big jam is about as good as the the line haters are going to get. Obviously, they're going to play the song, so better that it come out of a my sweet one than I mean, can you imagine the the griping if it had come out of twist
2: that's that's definitely true that's definitely true um there was a little bit of a little bit of buffer in the my sweet one though um but then that the run through the end i mean simple sneak and sally limb by limb slave was was really good and and the sally was uh really fantastic that that jam got intense it went to some really really uh crazy places by the end and um i i enjoyed that a lot i love i always love sneak and sally um I, I was surprised that I, I hadn't realized how long that they had shelved it. I think I actually saw the last version, which was oh, wow. uh, last, last summer. Um, but yeah, that's one that uh, anytime they can jam that deep, uh, I, I think it leads to uh, to good results. And not only did they take it deep, but then they
1: brought it back. They had a great big peak, and then they reprised yeah. the song to end it before
2: limb by limb. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one to to seek out. I, I have not uh, had a chance to re-listen to the jam this morning, but um, my gut feeling last night at the show is I, I thought that was the best jam of the tour so far. Well, it's good to get a, a, you know, the fresh off, you know,
1: fresh take of it. Whereas I sat down, carefully listened to the whole
2: thing today, uh, but I wasn't there. So, yeah, it's good. content. Hey, what, what did you think? How do you think it stacked up against like the the MoMA and some of the other big ones?
1: i think it's worthy i think it's i think it's a good big jam it doesn't go into like crazy deep spaces or anything and i'm a big fan of crazy deep spaces or <laughs> weird dissonant things but they don't all do that and that's totally fine um i, I think this worked out i think it worked pretty well i, I think people should be really really happy with it um also i think it's worthy a note limb by limb while on paper it might look normal a tray was Really doing some interesting things with his tone on the solo on that. I don't know if you noticed it in the show, um, but it was a little dirtier and maybe maybe it was the Plex was
2: tuned in. I don't I don't quite remember, but it, that was pretty. That was notable. Yeah, yeah. He's um, Trey's been doing some interesting things. I feel like he's in heavy experimentation mode between the guitar switching and some of the things on um, his amp. There was there's been a couple of times this tour where uh i've been like really blown away by his his tone um i remember there was a couple times when i was watching the gorge webcasts that uh i just was really really admiring how great his his tone sounds so it seems like that you know kind of wave that he was riding last year with fairly well of really getting in and tinkering with his amps um and and doing some different things. I don't know if any of the guitar nerds have figured this out. I mean, he's got, in addition to the, the Mesa buggy, um, Trey's got a Fender Deluxe on stage again. I don't know if that's a backup or if he's using that part time. It's kind of hidden. You can't see it. It's behind his, um, his rack next to page. But if you look from the side, I, I, I noticed it last night because I was Mike's side up on the rail for a little bit. Um, you can see that he's got that. So I don't know if maybe he's using the Deluxe again. And that's, that's what, shape in the tone but it's uh, he's sounding really good
1: well I'm enjoying it um and so yeah slaved clothes you can't complain about that and then uh, a good encore circus comes with an, a, a like a 10 minute antelope on top of that
2: yeah you know I I won't complain about a ballad in the encore if, if they followed up with it with an antelope or something like that um, right so you know I, I, I was totally good with that and I, I it's been a quite a while since I've seen a circus comes. Uh, so I was, uh, I was pretty happy about that. So overall happy with the show. Yeah. You know, I, uh, um, I went into last night as kind of an experience show. They could have done anything. And I really was like looking forward to being in San Francisco, being at the Bill Graham, um, just taking in the whole thing. And um, the fact that we got uh, a couple of really, really meaty parts of the show, particularly the second half of the second set, um, just I I was thrilled and and, um, was really kind of elated coming home from the show last night. I I had a blast. Great. Great.
1: Well, um, so we talked before we hit record about what we play. I think you know I said Golden Age, but we should we should play some of the Sneak and Sally, don't you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, I think that's that's the jam of the night. Okay. Well, um, before we
1: get into that, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And I want to thank you for joining us and sure. ask our listeners: anybody's got an extra for tonight? Uh, hit up Matt
2: MD. P H U N K M D Funk at Twitter on Twitter he could he could use that extra. Yeah, thanks. It looks like my my plans for this evening have been canceled, and I might be I didn't think I was going to be able to make it to the show, and now I might. So, anybody else there happens to have a last minute ticket uh, that I could get from you at the venue, that'd be awesome.
1: That yeah, would be great. And uh, as I said, thanks for joining us, and um, we're gonna play some music. So, you have a good one. Thanks. You too. Good luck getting that ticket. The energy transition is upon us, but what role will energy companies themselves, together with other businesses and governments, adopt in reaching net zero? Powered by How, an eight-part podcast series from Reuters Plus, in partnership with Aramco, will explore innovations and technologies aiming to move us towards a more sustainable future. Join me, Nisha Pillay, for in-depth analysis of these questions. Aramco Powered by How. Listen now.
2: Bowie, Dylan, Marley.